0: Welcome to the first episode of the Music City Drive-In. On the Music City Drive-In, we are going to talk all things movies on here. Reviews, chatter, trailers, but most importantly, we're going to cover all things in the award season. I am going to be joined each and every week by my, by, by my co-host, Jacob. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I would do a lot better if I got your name right the first time we did this, but it's okay. It's, 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 it's okay. We'll get there eventually, maybe. Yeah, but episode one. Exactly, exactly. There's going to be a rough... This will come back in time. We'll be like, oh my God, that was embarrassing. But folks, like I said, what we're going to do is award season is here. And I am super excited. And I won't lie to you. Jacob and I are part of the Music City Critic Association. And one day we just started talking on Twitter. And we have talked movies ever since. And I kind of sent him a message and said, hey man, let's do a podcast. And we talked I love talking award season. I love talking snubs my heart is still broken over Bradley Cooper and we just kind of connected. Um, I, I tested our friendship once or twice, but along the way we had decided that we're going to do-, do this podcast. And this week we're going to dive right into the best actor category. And I think it's a one that's, a, there's a lot of toss up going on in this one. Justin is Jacob. God oh. Lee. <laughs> Jacob. There's a lot of toss up going on in this, uh, category. Isn't there?
1: Yeah, there is, especially over the past few days with, um, You know, some people trying to butt their way into the public eye, and you know all these film festivals. So yeah, so it should be a good one.
0: Yeah, folks, I'm really excited to dive right into the best best actor category. All right, folks, we're gonna dive right into the best actor category right now, and the hottest name in the entire world right now. Is Adam Driver right now, Jacob? What are your thoughts on Adam Driver, who appears to be right this second in the driver's seat, not just as a lock in nomination, but also in the driver's seat for victory right now?
1: Oh yeah, it um, Adam Driver's looking like a smooth sail. Uh, it's weird though, Adam Driver. He, you know, he's been acting for. I think seven or eight years, but he's always he's already one of those actors that you feel like they're kind of overdue for Oscar glory. Um, You know, he was nominated last year uh, out of Black Klansman, um, and especially this year, coming in Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story, where he's playing a stage director opposite of uh, Scarlett Johansson's actress role. And yeah, I mean, he's it's he's got undeniable love coming out of all these film festivals um especially with the noah bomback film his movies are usually very actor and actress oriented and uh it looks like like he's given one of the best performances of the year so far
0: yeah i'm like we i mean obviously we've talked about it now because like the nashville film festival is happening happening here in a few weeks Uh, that's like a cheap plug for him but um Hey, can Nashville Film Festival? You're listening. Can you let us know if Honey Boys playing? Um, hey, but hey, yes, let let us know. So we are actually going to go see this at the film festival. I think it's October fourth. I'm really looking forward to this. Based on the hype, I think one of the most creative things that they've done was they released the two trailers. Like that has like it's been done before, yes. but in the different perspective like that, it is awesome and it got me excited right away for that. Adam Driver is you've already said it like he's been a very good actor that not a lot of people really know about like they do but they really don't like if you ask somebody to point adam driver out i would say one out of three people would not know really who adam driver is and i'm a big fan like i fell in love with adam driver during um uh patterson i really loved patterson i thought that was a really fun movie i was
1: just i was just gonna say the same thing
0: And I'm also looking forward to the report as well because I've heard a lot of good things about that movie as well. But right now, I I don't – so I kind of made a list for pros and cons for, like, the guys that we're going to talk about. And I really don't have any cons for Driver because I honestly think, in my opinion, he is right this second the only guy that is locked in to this best actor category. There's a few other guys we're gonna talk about that are potentially locked in, but there's a lot of things that have to fall into place. I mean, the only thing that he might have against him is it's a Netflix movie, you know what I mean? I still think that, no matter what the Academy says out loud, I still think they do have a problem with the Netflix as a whole, because obviously, yes, they're gonna release this in theaters, they've already announced that they're going to, and I don't think it's coming out until December on Netflix. So I think they're going to try to let it run its course through all of the festivals and stuff like that, which I'm really excited to see it. But in my opinion, he's in the driver's seat as the first lock in the best actor category. Jacob.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Um, I agree completely. And yes, it comes out. uh, Said. And the big thing is, is the Oscars are getting pushed up this year. So they're now the first weekend of February. Um, and so having that early December release date really keeps it in the public eye uh, throughout the run you know I, I um, but no I I agree um, I mean I just think driver's a fantastic actor uh, Patterson was you know one of those slow movies but not much happened but he was just absolutely fantastic in it um, I've really loved basically all the work he's done um, and especially with how personal the story is to Noah Baumbach, um, it's kind of a meta on his own uh, divorce. And so he, uh, you know, he. it looks like he's going to get the bulk of the writing throughout the film, bulk of the scenes. Um, you know, like you said, the two trailers were fantastic. Uh, one of the smartest things they could have done. And, you know, going back on it, I think Netflix has a few strong contenders but I think the Oscars do have a sort of bias against Netflix. And I do think if they do take one, um, I think this is going to be the big one that's going to be pushed.
0: Yeah, I think they're, I, that's that's 100% right. And I think that's when it comes down to it, when Netflix is, you know, like you said, they have a couple different contenders. But I think when it comes down to it, obviously you have Scorsese and the Irishman that, that's going to push that a lot. But I think Adam Driver, the story behind him, he's a very likable guy. He's new. He's fresh um and stuff like that i think and obviously uh, star wars comes out he's in that too right coming out at the end of the year right so his face will yep. be fresh from that as well so i think that he has that i mean obviously star wars doesn't play a factor into any of this but his face being out there is going to play very heavily to the people and that kind of transitions to another guy that you think that he's locked in and there's a lot of people that think he's locked in and and i've said in my opinion and that's obviously joaquin phoenix my personal opinion right this second, I don't have him in, but and I'll tell you and I'll tell you why in a minute. But once this movie drops and we're only 2 weeks away from it dropping, which I am, I won't lie, I am beyond stupid excited to see this movie because I think it's going to be fantastic. But I just we I kind of get lost in the idea, yes, this is a comic book movie and that is the Academy is not very keen to comic book movies. We have seen that time and time and time again but that's that to me is like the biggest con of phoenix and that's and that's a kind of a i guess it's kind of a dumb one but the hype is real like everybody loves you know phoenix everybody does i mean he's been nominated several times he's won i mean it's it's the stories there it's a different role um, I'm sorry. Actually, he's never won. I thought he won for Walk the Line, but I, I take that back. He's also he's been nominated three times. So he
1: should he should have won for Walk the
0: Line. Yes, but, he should have. Well, for some I'll, reason, I'll, I had I'll it made about him... <laughs> that when comes up. Yeah. So I, for some reason, thought he had uh, did win. But that's my only thing against him right now. I think if this comes out and it's not just critically loved, but it's also publicly loved, I think it's going to play hugely in his favor heading into the swing of the Oscar season. Uh, Jacob what are your thoughts? I mean I know you have him locked in right now, but what are your thoughts about this as a collective whole?
1: Um so right now he I do have him as a lock, but he's a very uh he's a very loose lock. Um I I have a lot of feelings about this film that uh, we got with Nightcrawler a few years ago with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh where Jake Gyllenhaal had a completely transformative performance. Um you know, maybe not orally, right? But a transformative performance at that movie didn't get anything and only got a screenplay. Nom. Um So I think that is definitely a possibility that could happen. But right now I do have him as a lock. I just think walking uh, Phoenix has been in the conversation. He, you know, he's at the forefront of the conversation um, and to go off the comic book thing. Yes, this is a comic book movie, but Todd Phillips has come out and directly said that this Joker will not be teaming up or meeting up with Robert Pattinson's Batman. This Joker is its own thing, um, its own whole, well, its own individuality. Um, so I think that's going to be big for it going further because it's not – it does have that comic book lore, quote-unquote, to it. But it doesn't have that comic book sense to it to where it is more of a character study, more of a um, you know divisive movie. Uh, but not being attached to Robert Pattinson's Joker, I think, does help this a lot.
0: Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, obviously, the Academy couldn't get away with the the Heath Ledger thing. I mean, that was, I mean, easily one of the most transfer you know transform performances of, of all time in any movie, and that movie was beyond mind blowing. It and when I saw the casting of this, I was like, if there's one actor that can really take on this role and do uh, you know, nothing similar to Ledger, you know, obviously that's, was a mind blowing, but if there's somebody that can take on this role and do it phenomenally and go crazy with it, it is Phoenix. I mean, I love him so much. Like he was phenomenal in her. Like her is one of my all time favorite movies and it's, don't get me wrong. It is sad and depressing. Like I can't watch it all the time, obviously, but her is just a beautiful film and it's it just, it was just so good. And, and I and I really like Phoenix and like I said, I mean, I, I if the if the movie comes out and everybody goes crazy, I think that he's the second lock behind Driver. That's that's just how I feel about when it comes out. You know, that's what it's going to come down to is whether or not Deca- you know whether or not Phoenix is universally loved, universally universally loved versus just critically loved.
1: Yeah, and uh, to go off that. Um, you gotta. I mean, you know, you always gotta remember that the Oscars might not have a comic book love, but they do have a Joker love. Um, oh, mm-hmm. You know, Heath Ledger has won. Uh, Jack Nicholson almost got nominated when he played the Joker. He got you know Golden Globes, ton of critic awards. Um, so I think I, th- I think it will be if it can get. The awards from the critics and from the um, you know the, from, from the audiences I think like you said I think that would be what locks this uh, performance in
0: alright so the next actor we're going to talk about is this little he's a little known actor um, he played in one this movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, he's been you know he's really not been in anything at all ever but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio have you heard of him Jacob
1: uh no I haven't um I no, haven't really heard of him too much. I yeah. uh, don't really know what he's been in.
0: So this one... Okay, so you and I have text about this quite often, Lee, and there's so many mixed emotions about DiCaprio and whether or not he's going to be in. So obviously you and I have talked about a couple of the cons. Con number one, obviously, is the movie came out so long ago. Uh, and I mean, it really hasn't. When it and it, when it comes in the broad scheme of Oscars, if you look back in time, especially over the last couple years, not a whole lot of movies that come out in your summer season are going to end up getting nominations in the actor category. So that's strike one, obviously, against them. On the on the on the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. So that's a positive. Like it's like we're like at one and one now. But then, obviously, he has Quentin Tarantino behind him, which is another thing. But the one thing that you pointed out, and I, and this is the kind of the one that I want you to go into detail, because I really like that you said this, is, like, there's... Leonardo DiCaprio is not in the spotlight, you know what I mean? He hasn't really come out and just, you know, said hi, or, you know, just came and showed up somewhere. Because, I mean, A, he's not that type of guy, but B, at the same time, this guy already won his Oscar, So I think that plays against him, and I think you agree with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I I just think you know the Oscars are are run on narratives, Um, and he had that narrative in his last film that he won for in The Revenant, to where it was you know he's overdue for an Oscar, he's been nominated three times, it's time you know it's time for him to finally win one. Um, And it just seems like even before the movie, he just. His interviews, he never heard anything about it, which is never a, a bad thing. You know, it's better to not hear a lot of stuff. But at the same time, it's always that saying of, you know, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And um, he's just been staying out of the public eye. Uh, we're going to talk about his co star in a little bit. But it, you know, it's just having him, he's not building himself any sort of campaign or any sort of narrative. Um, I hope he doesn't think that he's an automatic lock because I can assure you, I don't think he is. And I hope he doesn't think that he is a, um, he can get through on name because we've talked about this, uh, out, out of these performances coming up, you know, he might not be one of the top five. He might be six or seven. So he's going to have to have that campaign to really push him towards, uh, getting the Oscar nomination. Um, And so it's just, you know, you usually see right about this time, uh, like I said with his co star, uh, you usually see about this time people starting to put their name back out in
0: uh, show up to random festivals, you know what I mean? Like, make appearances. Like, it doesn't even have to be, hey, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's just putting your face out in the public eye is is what you're touching on. Like, that's what it is
1: definitely if he i mean if he shows up if he shows up to tiff if he shows up to venice if he shows up to tell you right if he shows up to whatever and just takes pictures then people you know post those pictures and say here's leonardo DiCaprio at tiff yeah and then people say remember oh he was really good in a movie that came out earlier this year uh directed by quentin tarantino that's it starts getting people back into their mindset and um he just—he's kind of just stayed back in the shadow, um, hasn't really done anything. Um, so either I'm expecting him to either explode within the next month or so with nothing but campaign, or just you know, just take it as what it is and you know, go try to get it off name. Um, but yeah, like you said, if he just shows up to something, you know, says, you know, says hi, says does this, does that. Then I think he's got a much better chance than what he has right now. I still have him in my five, um, and we'll talk about that later. But I think he would have a much better chance if he, uh, if he really sort of stepped out and started talking a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things that is in his favor is Quentin Tarantino, because I think Tarantino, in my opinion, is is everywhere I've read is basically a sure, almost a surefire lock in the director c- category, and I think that piecing them together, I think, and nothing would obviously make the Oscars go boom more than a Tarantino, DiCaprio, Pitt movie all being nominated together. Like, that's a that's a trio made in heaven, if you ask me, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yes. I mean, you know, you have Bomback, Johansson, Driver, but that doesn't touch the same as a Tarantino, Pitt, DiCaprio, and I think that's the biggest thing that he has in his favor is... Maybe he doesn't come out and advertise, but Tarantino is going to be out there in the spotlight because, I mean, you everybody knows Tarantino. Everybody, Tarantino loves that spotlight. Tarantino loves, you know, the accolades and stuff like that. So I, it wouldn't surprise me for him to get nominated just based on being in this Tarantino movie. But, honestly, when you look at the list of people and, and I, I spoil what with you here is, he's in my top five right now as well, but... With the list of guys in movies that we haven't not everybody has seen, you could easily see him on the outside looking in. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's one particular scene, that scene in the trailer is one of the best scenes I've seen singular scenes I've seen all year from any actor. But as a collective whole performances, you you will see a lot better throughout the end of the year, in my opinion. And that's gonna lead us talking to Another guy, well, I mean, you just, you kind of mentioned his name, is co-star in this, and that's Brad Pitt. Obviously, we're talking about best actor here, so we're not going to talk about his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We're going to talk about his role in Ast- Astria, and I don't have him in, and to be honest with you, I am, I'm not surprised, I'm, su- I actually I am surprised to see Pitt, so much in the forefront of everything and then when he came out and said what he said about not uh not promoting himself i guess the word would be for once upon a time in hollywood everybody took that as oh my god pratt pitt's gonna go for the oscar for ad astra right Jacob?
1: yeah i agree um to me that feels like he he feels like he has a lock spot and spoiler alert for uh, for future episode, I believe he does have a lock spot in the sporting actor. Oh yeah. Um, so I feel like he knows what he's got. Um, and not just that he said, he's not going to be campaigning for once upon a time. He also came out a few years or not a few years, a few weeks ago and said that he was going to take a break from acting. And so he, to me, that's what you need. You need to build that narrative to where Oscar voters say, you know, Oh, here's a great actor who's never won for acting, who's only ever won for producing. And he's going to take a break. He's in two phenomenal movies this year. Uh, once upon a time in Ad Astra, even though I haven't seen Ad Astra just yet. Um, but he's in two phenomenal movies this year. He, uh, you know, one of the best actors of our generation, he's never won. So he's starting to build that narrative for him to where he could potentially win. It's the same narrative that, um, Robert Redford was trying to build last year uh saying that he was going to be quote unquote retiring uh and then he didn't get the Oscar nomination. and you know now he's back to acting again um,
0: yeah I don't wanna I don't mean chime in you know the more I think about this is like I the more I am really strongly leaning on and the narrative thing is is touching and and to be honest with you i I swear to you my whole entire Phoenix, mind frame was based on him winning that Oscar for his role in A Walk of Line. I swear to you, I thought he did, but that narrative hits him on the nose now, too. You know, when we're talking about the yes. narrative, because Pat's, you know, Pitt's as well. Pitt, Pitt's got, you know, he has three acting nominations, you know, for uh, 12 Monkeys. He got one for A Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and then Moneyball, which I think Moneyball is his best movie. But... um it, they both play that narrative very well. Both three-time actor nominees. Neither have won. I mean, it's like you can it's, really see that that's, those two narratives alone drive that battle of conversation.
1: Yeah, it's it's the same thing that Glenn Close was kind of leaning on last year, um, except neither of these people are up in their 70s, I think <laughs> she is. Um But it's the same thing, you know. She was kind of leaning on last year's that narrative of, "Oh, I've never won, Um, I've never done this." And what for me pushes Pitt's narrative a little bit more is that he did say he was going to take a step back. And so having people know that he's not going to be doing a movie for a few, you know, a year or two or whatever, having people know that in the back of their mind, it's let's get him nominated now. Maybe not a win, you know, maybe a win but let's get him nominated now as soon as possible before he doesn't act for a while Um, because you never know people I mean you never know how people when they take breaks when they come back how they're going to be so it's always it's always an iffy spot you know people can take a break come back and be Oscar contenders or people can take a break come back and Never do a good movie again. And so you never really know how people are going to be when they come back. So it's that whole thing of let's get it to him now, let's get it done, um, and let's at least get him those nominations.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the thing about it is, like, it would be crazy. He would be, I mean, for sure, if he gets nominated for Ad Astra, he's going to be a double nominated actor, period. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no question about it that he is a 1000% lock in the best supporting actor. Role. I, I mean, there's no doubt about it. That that hands down is one of the best supporting actor roles I've seen. And sometimes you kind of feel like he was kind of co-leading that that film. But obviously they played it the way they did so they can try to get the three nominations. But it kind of blows me away. The more you think about it, the more the narrative, the, uh, the Academy loves the narrative situation. Because, I mean, even the year Leo won for The Revenant, I mean, in my opinion, I love DiCaprio more than anybody in this world. But he did not deserve that over nope. uh, Fassbender and Jobs. I'm sorry, he just didn't. So it, it,
1: like, I I say he didn't deserve it over uh, over Matt Damon in The Martian.
0: That or that or either one of those roles, that, they were fantastic, and it was the perfect. But at the same time, it was like the perfect year to kind of give it to him because of the movie, and it's just I, I mean, still think
1: I- he should have won it for Wolf of Wall Street, but I didn't vote.
0: Yeah, that, well, that, and he should have won for What's Eating Gilbert Grape, you know, 30, 25, yeah, 30 years ago. He should
1: have won his first one and gotten it out of the way.
0: Yeah, exactly, because, I mean, first off, to be able to act at that age like that is just, is stupid. Like, I mean, I can't do anything like that, let alone at that age. Like, it blows my mind. DiCaprio is obviously one of the best of, the, best of our generation, best of all time, and that, as we talk about that, just like that is another reason why Academy's going to be like, ah, it's just, I mean, we already got DiCaprio. We've already got his Oscar. He's got his nominations. It's DiCaprio. He'll come out with another movie. We'll talk about him again soon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I agree. And that's, that's what I think so big about Pitts is, do you know, you see, you see actors at time where they have two incredible roles. Um, and this is something I forgot to mention about Driver, is Driver's got Mary's story, but he also has the report. And so you see these actors with two incredible roles in the same spot, and they start stealing nominations from each other. Um, and that's one thing that Pitt doesn't have this year. Pitt can get nominations for lead actor, and he can also get nominations for supporting actor. Um, and so, yeah, so it's just just one of those things.
0: I agree. 100%. Anchor is a one stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now. Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if, all, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. 100%. All right, folks. So we talked about a couple of guys that we think that are either locked or borderline locked, but now Jacob and I are going to give us give you our guys that are in the five guys in and two that we think that are borderline on the cusp of breaking into that top five and Jacob, I'm going to let you kick it off.
1: All right. So my first guy and my projected winner for right now is Adam driver. Um, I just think marriage story is going to be the perfect film for him. Uh, I think him playing alongside Scarlett Johansson, um, you know, will help it a lot. I think having that, uh, kind of actor's actors story that Noah Baumbach can portray. I think that's going to help him. And like I said earlier, he's one of those actors who's – he's barely been acting. I think he's been acting for – I think Jacob Tremblay has been acting for longer than he has. And it seems like he's overdue for an Oscar. Um, So I just think – I think Driver's in the driver's seat right now, like you said. And that's my number one.
0: Yeah, um my number 1 is actually my number 1 is actually Adam Driver as well. So that kind of annihilates it there. Um my number 2 right now, which has just changed in the last, I don't know, hour of us podcasting, is going to be uh Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker. Um I like we've talked about off the air just a few minutes ago for in my opinion I I thought that he had won an Oscar so I didn't think that he was um, in the conversation but that narrative now is so even, is even more uh, demanding in my opinion I, I still like to see what the um, audience's reaction is to this movie and some of the more critical appeal to this movie because I still think that he has a chance to be out but I just think that he is closer to a lock than he isn't I think that he's the second guy on the whole entire grand scheme of things uh, who's your next guy Jacob? um
1: Yeah, I agree. Phoenix is number two for me. Um, He's a soft lock, but I do think he is locked in right now. I think he does have that narrative. I think he is in the public eye that he needs to be. Um, And I just think Joker is one of those divisive films that it's like Vice last year. It's going to stay in the public eye um, whether they like it or not. And same as I said earlier, all publicity is good publicity.
0: I like Vice. I'm on record by saying I really loved Vice, so –
1: okay i i liked it i liked it. i didn't love it i didn't think it was
0: Bale Adam was McKay's fantastic best, but bail was fantastic though
1: yes um but i mean like i said he's gonna stay in the uh the public spectrum and you know people are gonna keep hearing from him he, i bet he's gonna stay you know campaigning i think he is the closest person to dethroning driver in my opinion right now um Moving on to that, my number three right now, and I think this is where me and Ricky kind of start butting heads a little bit because my number three is actually Brad Pitt for Ad Astra. Um, I think that that narrative is there to where Brad Pitt has claimed that he's going to be stepping back from acting. Um, he has claimed to be not campaigning himself for supporting actor, um, And in my eyes, he's going to put it all towards uh, best actor. Um, I think Brad Pitt's out here and he knows he's got the best supporting actor lined up. And I think a lot of the voters are going to see and they're going to tell and and know that, you know, we might not get a Brad Pitt film for a few years. And who knows when people take breaks when they come back, who knows how he's going to, be. It's just like any sport. It's just like anything else. You got to keep perfecting your craft. And if he takes, you know, a break for a few years, he he might not come back the same. And so I think he is in the number three spot right now for me. And um, he has a little, a little bit of a wild card, but I have him in for as of right now. What about you?
0: I've got uh, Jonathan Price and for the two popes. And I say that right now because there's a lot of talk about him right now. There's a lot of chatter. Um, out of the festival scenarios here, like he has been talked about a whole lot, um, I will say that he's he's a soft three for me right now. But coming out of the ward chat, like coming out of the ward scene, he's been kind of locked in. I think there's a few cons against him. Um, obviously, I, in my opinion, with all of the star-studded names that there that are available this year for this for this best actor. I feel like he could be easily left out, um, no question. But I think he's got the momentum today. If you ask me in a month from now, I could completely change my mind. But Price right now is kind of locked in. And like I said, the the potential lack of awareness of the film as a collective whole, uh, the crowded group, and he could be overlooked for a bigger name. I I feel like if this came down to like Price versus DiCaprio for the fifth slot, DiCaprio wins hands down just because DiCaprio's, you know, because of his name. But if he's facing off maybe against a a lower name, you know, maybe a Michael B. Jordan or something like that, then maybe he's got a stronger chance of getting in. um, Another guy he's never been nominated at all, um, ever. And I mean, obviously, prior, you know, I don't know, a Price is up there in age as well, so I could see that being a. Uh, helpful thing for him as well because obviously we've already talked about Pitt you know getting the best at he's never won Phoenix has never won so you've got those two fighting already you got Price never have been nominated so you know you've got a lot of the narrative there but right now Price is three but again like I told you Jacob I could see that easily throwing out who's number four on your list um
1: number four on my list and to get back to Jonathan Price real quick, I do think he's a very, a very uh, good pick. Um, the only thing I have against him is the two popes is coming out as a Netflix movie, um, and so that I think you know, like we've said earlier, that. It depends which movies Netflix is trying to push more than the others. Uh, I do think that film could be probably a lot for a screenplay nomination. But for me, getting that actor nomination seems like it'd be some tough work that they'd have to get across. Yeah, it would Um, be
0: very strange to see Netflix kind of lead the pack with two best actor nominees. Um the more I think about that. But I think right now the momentum's on his side. But like I said, in a month. In a month Uh, we could be talking to somebody totally different. My number four right now
1: is Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um you know we we've talked about his uh trailer scene, which I agree it's one of my probably top five scenes of the year. Um and just top five raw acting performances. In my opinion Uh, this film is Leonardo DiCaprio's best acting performance he's ever given Um, but at the same time like we have talked he doesn't have that kind of structure of I've never won an Oscar before Um, of my five nominees no one no one other than him has won an Oscar Um, and so it can always come down to it if he comes down to a fifth spot for me you know, I see them putting someone else in who's never won, who could use you know the nomination to further their career, um, rather than you know an established actor who's going to get more work. I, I've I've already I know some of the work he's got coming up, and one of the movie movies he's got with. Um, I can't even remember his name. Scorsese. Uh, he got a movie with Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, right. yeah, he's got a movie with Scorsese coming up that seems like it's going to be perfect Oscar bait. Um, but I just, I have him at four right now and slowly dropping uh, unless he can start getting back into the public eye. What about you?
0: Yeah, I agree. He's in my four slot as well. Um, the biggest thing that he's got going for him outside of him being Leonardo DiCaprio is Quentin Tarantino. I think it's going to very much depend on what we see. I think Tarantino could very much go into the spotlight for him and push him, and that could push him over the edge. I think the Academy is going to love the idea of having DiCaprio, Pitt, and Tarantino nominated all together heading into the award season. But he's a soft four of mine, and heading into my fifth one, I think this is my favorite overall performance by a male right now Um, outside of, um, yeah, I, I would say yeah. I mean, he's probably my favorite performance of the year totally Um, the only one that kind of comes close to me is it's going to be very sad for me when he doesn't get nominated he won't be he might be on the independent scene but Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Lucy I guess it's called Loose Loose in that that film was absolutely phenomenal and uh, it's going to be a very under the radar film like I said it'll be hit on the independent scene so if you haven't seen that movie go see it please download it whatever you need to do watch that movie it's fantastic but Mine's gonna be Egerton, Taron Egerton for Rocket Man. Um, you and I have talked about off the air about the pluses and minuses of this. Obviously, the one big plus is everybody loves Elton John in the Academy. John, Elton John loves the Academy. Academy loves Elton John. That's one big thing going going for him. One of the big things against him is is would they nominate a guy that really outshines the guy they just gave the award to? This past year, um, that name of that movie and that name of that actor will not be mentioned on this podcast by me ever, um, because the real winner in my book was Bradley Cooper for A *Star Is Born*. But I really don't think, and that's the one big thing. And you kind of triggered this earlier when we had the conversation. It would really, really overshadow what he, you know, what Rami Malek. Uh, did in that movie by nominating egerton it really would because egerton sung egerton danced he jumped he jived he was fantastic that movie and the thing about it was not only did he play elton john like he played him so good like he was funny he was raw he was a singer he was flamboyant like elton john but then he was very serious and very like sincere and just like you saw a raw side of him and I feel like you saw every emotion from a actor possible in that film by him. And it's a movie I can't really wait to revisit. I've only seen it once and I, and the more I talk about it in my head, I'm like, "Man, why haven't I watched this again?" But it's a fantastic movie. It is. And he was phenomenal in this movie. Like it was just and the more I think about it, like this better get like a best cinematography nomination too because the movie was beautiful. Um, and it was crazy and wild, and costumes were nuts. Maybe she gets costume. I'm, I'm giving Rocket Man all these awards right now, just based on my memory of this film. <laughs> but it was it was his performance was just beautiful and breathtaking. His performance was everything you wanted Rami Malek's to be, but it wasn't. And that's my favorite line that I will say about this movie until the day I die. Was this performance is everything that his should have been. But wasn't. Um, But yeah, number five right now. And again, that a lot of that is... Part of it is the love for Elton John and the Academy. And the love for his career. And as much love as they have given that man over the years. And and vice versa. That's why he's number five right now. But when two months pass and we start locking in who we think is going to be nominated and right before the announcement of the uh, of the nominations come out, I, I think he will be left out, and it's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, he's not in my top five, but he is very close. And I I have him... I'm going to skip over my five real quick just so I can keep on the Egerton train. Um, I have him as, as my six, and I think he... Started at six, and I think he will end up being six throughout the entire runtime. I think Golden Globes definitely he's getting he's getting a nod, probably a win. If he doesn't win the Globes, I don't see him getting nominated for an Oscar. I think the Globes are the biggest kind of factor that he needs.
0: Yeah, to... that's the best musical slash comedy, the weird category, right? That would be the word he'd be thrown into, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yep, he would be thrown into the musical and comedy, and I think I think that is. You know, if he doesn't win that one, I don't think he has any chance. Um, But like you said, the Academy loves Elton John. Um, Elton John knows a lot of people in the Academy. He throws the biggest Oscar party every single year. Um, He's an Oscar winner himself. I think that definitely he has that kind of uh, appeal with him, but also Edgerton's so young. He's still in his 20s. Um, You know, I think he's got a lot of, time ahead of him but you like you said you know he who must not be named had Mm -hmm. to go and put in some fake teeth and fake sing and uh you know you have edgerton who came out and gave a truly transformative performance um as one of the world's biggest stars of all time um and he he never he never glossed over his career and that might be with having elton john still being alive that might help him over freddie mercury um but it was never glossed over it showed you all the all the wrinkles all the you know all the blemishes but it also showed you all the good times and um i think that he you know i think he's such a strong actor he's one of he's my favorite performance of the year so far one of my favorite you know, performances in the last 10 years. Rocket Man's one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years. Um, but it's just, it's so hard for me to see him getting that nomination. Uh, which is funny because in my fifth spot, I have Adam Sandler for uncut gems. Um, you know, going back to it, Sandler's getting older. Uh, he's, he's had, you know, love before uh, with Meyerwitz stories he's had love before with uh punch drunk love um but he's never broken out of that kind of schlocky gimmicky role he's always done um, and now he's giving a performance that is loud bombastic and it's going to force itself into the academy in the public's eye um you know he's doing uncut gems which is directed by the safety brothers which if any of you guys listening haven't seen good time turn on amazon prime right now and go watch it because it is definitely a good time um but those films that they do they're very loud very in your face and him as an actor he is loud and in your face as a person um and i think that just like an actor i have on my supporting category i'm not going to name any names just yet but i think that It's one of those things to where he could get in just because actors are fondly saying, here's a guy who's done schlock and gimmick his whole life. And now he's doing something real and proving that he can act. Um, But I think the same thing with him. I think it's comes down to critics. I think it comes down to golden globes. I mean, you saw, um, we all saw Jim Carrey win the golden globe for best dramatic actor uh, for a Truman show and then not even get nominated. And you'd like to think that is because of his Ace Ventura and because of his schlock. So it depends how much that actually holds over. It depends how much A24 even pushes this film because last year they had no Oscar campaign for any movie. Um, eighth Grade should have been a Oscar winner, four or five-time Oscar nominee, and it had nothing. Um, so it all depends on A24. It depends how he acts in the public eye, it depends how the actors you know, treat him but for right now, I do have him in my fifth spot um, for the Best Actor race
0: Yeah, I would love to see it, um, obviously there's parts of me that would not because Netflix will probably throw another $300 trillion at him and it'll make an, a lot more bad Netflix movie, um, he could be one of the first ones that are ever nominated for a Razzie and a Oscar in the same year I think it's been done before obviously I don't have my yeah
1: resume. uh what is it what's her name uh Sandra Bullock won a Razzie and an Oscar in the same year
0: yeah so I mean I could see it easily happening but um yeah I like Adam Sandler um Actually, one of the one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, Funny People. Uh, I love that movie. I think it's, love Funny People. I think it's a great movie. I think it's an underrated movie. I think it's an underappreciated movie. It's amazing. And uh, for those of you don't like uh, Funny People, there's you're just not a funny person. Um, I like Adam Sandler. I do, and I think the story behind it would be very fun. Um, I I want to see this film just because I love seeing comedic performers transform themselves into this person that you just don't recognize and this has it written all over it and transitioning into my guy uh michael b jordan for just uh just mercy i i can't wait to see this film i'm excited about this film i think that um my socks are going to be blown off by this film because it just looks phenomenal um Yeah, I mean, it's just... I mean, I have Banderas as well. Banderas, actually, I took out for Phoenix after realizing Phoenix didn't have an Oscar, but Banderas for Pain and Glory is in there as well. There's a lot of names that we didn't talk about there. could still be up there, but I think over these next couple weeks, Jacob and I are going to dissect each one of these categories, and to be honest with you, I think the hardest category we'll do is Best Supporting Actor. Picking five people in that category is going to be absurdly crazy. Um... But I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this, uh, Jacob. It's been great. Um, go ahead and plug your Twitter for me real quick.
1: Oh, I'm on a... Well, actually, I want to shout out one more actor.
0: Oh, um, yeah.
1: Who jumped onto the scene today oh, and is yes, jumping yes, into...
0: God, how could we forget uh, about him?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's jumping into nominations. Matt Neglia from Next Bigs Picture just put him in his top five today, and that's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, Heck, I don't even know the movie he's in. Uh, let me <laughs> look it up real quick. What? Yeah,
0: right. I. Oh man
1: the tra- the trailer the trailer dropped today and it
0: it's just shockwaves. Um, yeah.
1: Anne Hathaway, uh, Mark Ruffalo. I think Tim Robbins is in it.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah it, he, it's come out of left field. Like just, completely came out of left field.
1: It's, and who, I don't think anyone's seen the movie. I don't know if anyone knows that the movie's going to be good. Um, but it seems like his performance in it is going to be, uh, so this says right here, it's directed by Todd, Todd Haynes. And it says a corporate defense attorney takes on an environmental lawsuit against a chemical company that exposes a lengthy history of pollution.
0: Um, Todd Haynes directed Carol, which was a fantastic movie.
1: Yes. And I just, I think that Mark Ruffalo out of nowhere has come in and shot himself into the best actor or best actor uh conversation. Yep. Um so I just wanted to get him yep. him out there and talk about him. Do you have anything on him?
0: Uh no, I not at all. I think Mark I think I love Mark Ruffalo. I think he's a fantastic actor and to be honest with you, I would love to see him get nominated. I mean, to be honest with you when he, for, when he forced his name in the conversation just today alone, this category only got a little more crazier than it already was.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, going back to it uh, you can find me on Twitter at VP underscore movies Uh, I have got a blog site visualprofitmovies.com if you want to go check that out Um, and thanks for having me
0: yeah this is going to be a lot of fun because I've always wanted to talk Oscars Uh, you can find me on um, at Ricky Valera underscore Uh, you can check out all my movie reviews at sportscript.com um, spoiler alert for next week if you're tuning in we're going to cover the best actors category which is going to be another strong category again this year Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, until next time we'll talk to you guys soon
1: see you guys